Money FM 89.3, the best of the afternoon update. Money in the market on Money FM 89.3. Welcome to Money and the Market. I'm Hong Bin Jung. The U.S. market has been trending sideways since mid-April, but sentiment in APAC markets seem to be improving on the back of better-than-expected Q1 earnings reports. So what were some trends amongst investors? And with a U.S. default now averted, will investor sentiment in the U.S. improve? Well, joining us on the phone today to tell us more is Olivier Dacier, who is the head of applied research of APAC at Contigo. Olivier, welcome back to the show. Thanks for having me. Thank you for joining me today. So, just to start off, you know, with better than expected Q1 earnings reports, has investor sentiment improved in markets? The short answer is yes. And there have been many factors in play. Of course, the earnings helped. They were not as bad as expected. Investors expected something like a 6.6% drop in earnings and only got 2.5. So, things were better than expected. Uh, but also, sentiment was was as improved on the back of you know we avoided the banking crisis in mid March we avoided the, we now have also avoided the debt crisis mm-hmm. uh, in the U S so that that's been a little bit of a boost to sentiment but having said that it's finding it very difficult to go past the the, the neutral to slightly positive and, and remains cautiously optimistic but no mm. no further oh, I see I see but which markets did not see a recovery in investor sentiment so the two markets that have been kind of uh, uh, contrarian to, to the rest of the world mm-hmm. in, in the first quarter were Japan and Australia where okay. you know, Japan was positive because they had their reopening Australia mm-hmm. was positive because the benefit from the commodity boom uh, mm-hmm. that, that we've seen but lately those two have actually actually started to, to come down a bit. They oh. used to be bullish. They're now just slightly positive, and some of them are neutral and might get worse, especially if with the news that the, uh, the Australian Central Bank has raised rates unexpectedly mm-hmm. last week. That may damper sentiment in Australia even further. I see, I see. But, you know, with many markets seeing improved investor sentiment other than Japan and Australia there, what were some trends that you saw amongst investors? So the two big trends we've seen over the past 12 months is, is first this, this drop in volume volume in the, across most markets, actually all markets, which means that a lot of risk-averse investors have reallocated their money away from equities into other asset classes simply because the, 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 uh, the macro uh, environment is so uncertain. Mm-hmm. And the second uh, trend that we've seen for, for, for the second consecutive years now is that risk-averse assets are outperforming risk-tolerant assets. In other words, investors that are still in the market are very cautious. They're buying large cap global companies with well diversified revenue streams, no debt, uh, a strong balance sheet, and they're mm-hmm. sticking to that debt for now. I see, I see. In contrast, though, with sentiment among U.S. investors, I mean, they were kind of held hostage by that probability of a first ever U.S. default that we kind of anticipated and hope not would hope that it wouldn't have happened. But now that the bill has signed and it's like a sigh of relief there and the historic default, of course, has been averted. Would you say there's a recovery in sentiment now? There's been a little recovery, but not Mm, much more. You know, you would have expected more, but it tells us two things. It tells us that first investors didn't really believe that a default was probable. Mm -hmm. Uh, They did. They gave it a very low probability. The second thing is that the the underlying concern for them remains the fate of the economy, right? With with interest rates so high and maybe getting higher for longer than they thought. Mm-hmm. And the economy is still not showing any signs of stress, but but they think it's coming. So that's that's really what uh, what, what keeps sentiment 
unstable for now. Okay, okay, I see. But of course, you know, the the persistent worry that we saw of the U.S. default had kind of translated into a continued preference for risk-averse assets. Do you see this preference now changing or will remain the same? We're seeing the same right now, right? Big tech is still powering the U.S. market, right? The largest companies with no debt, with no with strong balance sheets. These are still the, the darlings of investors, but they're getting expensive, right? So value is starting to, 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 to wobble a little bit. But they, they're not looking for growth. They're not looking for for uh, small caps. They're looking for large caps. But they may change from tech, big tech, to to, to big pharma or to big utilities. But they'll stay big. They'll mm. stay defensive. I see, I see. But now I want to ask, what's the top concern amongst investors now that a U.S. default has been averted? Is this is it back to the U.S. Fed? The concern for them is, yeah, you know, we, we, we went into the year thinking, OK, high interest rates, you know, so fast, raising interest rates so fast and by so much is going to have an impact on the economy. So everybody predicted that the economy would weaken or hit soft landing or hard landing in 2023. And then the Fed would pivot to a more accommodative interest rate policy. And that hasn't happened. The, mm-hmm. the economy didn't get that memo, and, and economic numbers are still strong. The job market is still strong and doesn't require, at least on, uh, on, the, on the surface, doesn't seem to require the Fed to become accommodative, mm-hmm. which means that investors now have to go back to thinking that interest rates are going to remain high for mm-hmm. longer than they predicted. On a side note there, do you think that U.S. Fed will offer another rate hike next week? It's possible. There's only two, uh, two, two more meetings before, uh, before the, the summer break, so mm-hmm. this one and then one in July. Uh, they'll probably, if they think they need it, they'll probably raise one more time in one of those two before the break. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they may also decide to say, let's give it a few months to see the impact of the previous rate hikes, mm-hmm. which we haven't seen. Inflation is still on the way down, not as fast uh, 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 as they would like, but mm-hmm. it's still on the way down. So maybe they'll pause. I see, I see. But I mean, you know, the U.S. market actually has been trending sideways since mid-April, and it was unable to build on that rebound that we saw from mid-March banking crisis lows. When do you see recovery in U.S. markets? I mean, what could trigger a rebound there? So it's difficult to say that, uh, that, that one thing will trigger a, a recovery because mm-hmm. right now, you know, you, you're paid very handsomely, 4 or 5%, us for sitting on the sideline and and taking short-term treasuries, right? So the the fear of missing out isn't there as it was in the previous years. There's no, uh, investors don't see a big prize as being the first one back into the market. So I think they will wait until they see concrete signs that the Fed is done fighting inflation, concrete signs that the economy is now back into uh, a point where it needs the Fed to become accommodative. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and they predicted that to happen this year. They predicted before last month, they predicted that interest rates would come down by 75 basis points by the end of the year. They're no longer predicting that. They're predicting that interest rates will stay high for the full uh, 2023. So that pushes their decision to re-enter equity markets probably until next year. I see, I see. And before we let you go, Olivier, I also want to talk about markets outside of the U.S. What's your outlook there and what remains investors' main concern that could move global markets? 
So the interesting thing is that Europe, is, the picture in Europe has been clearer. The economy mm. there is definitely stressed, it's definitely slowing in Germany and elsewhere. So we're seeing that the impact of the ECB's rate hikes are having an effect. So I think European investors are thinking, okay, this is going to end soon. This, this rate rising cycle is going to end soon. Mm-hmm. And, and the ECB will become accommodative because we're headed for recession. So I think they're more uh, uh, willing or, or confident about placing bets now on equities that we're mm-hmm. at the bottom of the cycle than they are in the U.S. Okay, okay. Well, thank you so much, Olivier, for joining me again. Thanks for having me. Thank you. We've been speaking with Olivier Dacier, who's the head of applied research of APAC at Contigo. Stay with Money FM 89.3. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download our audio app. That's A W E D I O. Available on Google Play or the App Store.